Russia hates the truth that their obsessive focus on a Ukrainian volunteer is simply allowing the light of the Ukrainian nation's honesty to shine brightly. Next week, the teeth of the Russian devils will gnash ever harder, and their rabid mouths will foam in uncontrollable frenzy as the world will see a favorite Kremlin propagandist pay for their crimes. And this puppet of Putin is only the first. Russia's war criminal propagandists will all be hunted down, and justice will be served as we in Ukraine are led on this mission by faith in God, liberty, and complete liberation.
As the world will see a favorite Kremlin propagandist pay for their crimes. And this puppet of Putin is only the first. So this is Zelensky in an interview uh, about five days ago with the with the Economist. Curtailing aid to Ukraine will only prolong the war, Mr. Zelensky argues, and it would create risks for the West in its own backyard. There's no way of predicting how the millions of Ukrainian refugees in European countries would react to their country being abandoned. That's the words of the uh, Economist. 
Ukrainians have generally, quote, behaved well and are very grateful, Zelensky says, to those who sheltered them. They will not forget that generosity, but it would not be a, quote, good story for Europe if it were to, quote, drive these people into a corner. So what could Zelensky be implying the same, around the same week that one of his top English prop language propagandists is threatening or promising the assassination of journalists, foreign journalists. Well
absolute feeling that the caution with which the United States has pledged support, which seemed in my reading of, of, of uh, February 2022 was a <clears throat> like a lean on in the fear of nuclear conflict. Something I think all of us should look very carefully at and understand that of course is possible and that's to be concerning. The likelihood is extremely low. We think there's a chance that when we push that button we destroy the world. Chances are near zero. Near zero. What do you want from theory alone? Zero would be nice. <laughs>
Good evening, folks. You're tuning to Cheap Tuesdays 101.5 UMFM. If this is September 19th, 2023, this is a new show. Started off with the unhinged ramblings of a lunatic, a propagandist in the old school list of ways, threatening to kill journalists who have been trying to counter the completely non-factual stories coming out of the mainstream media. Follow that up with a ministry track, Breathe, and uh, the lyrics there I like, um, hope springs eternal, but where's the conviction? Action mistaken for lip service paid. All this concern is the true contradiction. The world is insane. And this speaks to me because I, I really can't get my head around people who are just pushing and pushing for this war to continue when it's clear what the consequences could be. And the same people will go into panic mode about environmental damage and climate change. You know what's really going to change the climate? Nuclear fallout. <laughs> there won't be a climate anymore. Uh, follow that up with a brand new track from the OCs. I think just called OCs in this release. Uh, and the track that you heard there is called Intercepted Message. And... The, tra the, uh, the, the stuff that I like here, the, the lyrics that I like here, and I'm sorry that there's a bad word, I'm just reading out their lyrics. Um, they offer something you can be, but if you ask, it's not for free. It's not for free. It won't add up. They won't come around. Your king's a cunt. It keeps you down. They fabricate the things you read, so be careful, see what you believe. And, uh, you know, I, I should be careful saying this. I, I've, been, I've been sort of uh, spouting this on the show for quite a while now. And uh, only because I've been trying to do research into modern anti-war songs and I keep pulling up blanks. Um, but I've been meaning to actually start listening to more 2023 releases and just hearing if there's anything. And this is the closest that I can find uh, to something that at least is, is preaching, you know, trying to think independently and think for yourself. And, you know, so at least there's that. But, you know, I'd prefer some modern anti-war songs so if you're a songwriter out there i think it's about time uh speaking of kings by the way after that track we heard max blumenthal of the gray zone reading out an interview with Zelensky, in which uh, Zelensky's uh threatening terrorism throughout the world if he doesn't get what he wants <laughs> and again that's on the heels of this english language propagandist threatening to kill what they call propagandists which is basically anyone who doesn't agree with their completely non-factual interpretation of the war. Um, you heard Sean Penn, big, tough, super important war hero, assuring us that the likelihood of nuclear war is extremely low. Yeah, but it's not zero, Sean. We went from zero to not zero, and we shouldn't be okay with that. And anyway, it's easy to be the big, tough guy when you're sitting safe behind a Hollywood shield. You're not one of the men or young men that, according to reports, even in the mainstream media, not just like podcasts or conspiracy theorists, you know, the men and young men being kidnapped off the street in the Ukraine, forced into vans, pushed to the front line to their deaths. So it's easy to sit there, Sean, and condemn the people of another country to death while everyone in your country gets to avoid the consequences. And some of those consequences were mentioned in that Offspring song there called uh, Hammerhead. I'll take a life that others may live. Oh, that's just the way it goes. Shut my eyes, it hammers in my head. Where it'll end, nobody knows. I'll take this life, ten others may live. Oh, that's just the way it goes. It's playing over and over in my head. Where it begins and where it'll end, nobody knows. 
Um, and we heard Crass uh, after the Sean Penn uh, there. We heard a track called Immortal Death. And there's just amazing lyrics on this one uh, that juxtapose the pinups that the soldiers idolize, the way the girls idolize the soldiers, the bodies of the dead soldiers, the bodies of the women. It's a, it's a pretty crazy song. You, you really have to read the whole thing. It doesn't work in bits and pieces. So I'm not going to quote anything, but uh, really interesting lyrics there. Uh, mixed in there, of course, was a snippet of Oppenheimer, the latest Christopher Nolan movie, uh, just before they test the bomb. And uh, Matt Damon's character is saying, so wait a second, there's a chance that you could incinerate the entire atmosphere and destroy the world. And and again, this is like what Sean Penn was saying. Uh, and Oppenheimer says, yeah, that's a, it's, a, it's a non-zero chance. What else do you want? Well, how about zero? How about zero chance of destroying the world? That'd be nice. Um, so, yeah, I finally got a chance to see Oppenheimer uh, two weeks ago. It finally opened here in China, so I went to go see it. Uh, I wanted to see it on an IMAX screen, so I didn't see it in Winnipeg when I was there this past summer. Um, you know, I loved being home again for the first time in four years, and there are so many things about Winnipeg that I prefer over where I live now, so I'm not trashing Winnipeg, okay? But wow, no IMAX theaters? That's rough, man. There, there's got to be like 30 of them here in Shenzhen. Of course, you know, we, we do have like 30 times the population, but still. Anyway, I love the movie. Uh, it was funny hearing foreigners around here talk about it saying, wow, I'm surprised they're letting that play in China. And I just don't get the surprise. They must have not seen the movie. I mean, it shows what a bunch of cowboy yahoos they are literally playing with the destruction of the world by doing that test. Besides that, it really doesn't paint the entire political system of the U.S. in a very good light corrupt, self-serving, turning on its own people instantly when it's convenient. And it has a huge anti-war message to it as well. Something which, I'm sorry to tell you, is very much Chinese. Um, you know, sure, just like everywhere, you have different kinds of people here. And for sure, there are some that are war crazy. Just like some in Canada are war crazy, some in Europe are war crazy, everywhere, right? But most people here would say, I think, live and let live. Let countries make some money, leave each other alone, let them take care of their own business, and everybody will be happy. So it doesn't surprise me in the slightest that the movie played here. Uh, the only thing they edited out were apparently some titties <laughs> that crossed the line, apparently. Um, <laughs> considering someone brought like his six-year-old son to the movie, I guess that was a good decision. Um, but anyway, about the score. Um, so Nolan went again this time with Ludwig Göransson, the, the Swedish composer, uh, rather with Hans Zimmer, um, with the 2020 film Tenet. Uh, the other Christopher Nolan film, the previous one. Uh, Zimmer opted out of that movie because he was so desperate to score Dune, something that he'd wanted to do since, you know, the 80s. So uh, I couldn't find any info easily about what happened this time, but I know Dune Part 2 was slated to come out before the writer's strike happened, so maybe there was a conflict again. Uh, whatever happened, it's regrettable. Um, you know, the score is great during the movie. You know, I enjoyed how it matched the visuals. It was perfectly fine. Um, but to me, a great score is one that can stand on its own and be listened to just like an album. So take another Nolan film, for example, Inception. I can listen to that score anytime and love it. Um, but this one, I don't know. It's overly long. It's kind of dull in too many places. It doesn't have the same sort of tightness and variety that I like from a really good score. Uh, that being said, there's enough good stuff here to feature. Uh, but just keep in mind that the 30 or so minutes that you're going to hear, it's like less than a third of the full running time of the release. 
Yes, it's 94 minutes long. <laughs> it's way too long. Uh, in case you didn't know, by the way, old Ludwig has uh, quite a few scores to his name um, in the TV world. Uh, I think maybe the most famous for doing the Mandalorian scores. There was a whole bunch of uh, CDs released for that. Uh, the Book of Boba Fett he did as well. In the uh, TV world, I mean, uh, the Black Panther movies, um, Creed II, Venom, Black Panther. I mean, he's, he's done some score work. And he's worked with uh, Childish Gambino quite a lot, just on, on uh, tracks, like regular tracks. So, Ludwig Gorenson with the score for Oppenheimer. A new score on the show this week. That's nice, eh? So I'll be back next week, hopefully. Things are getting a little bit crazy at work, so I might have to take another hiatus next week, but we'll see. Um, yeah, thanks for tuning in. 10 to 11 p.m. This is Cheap Tuesdays, 101.5 UMFM. I'm Dan.